We're back, everyone. Happy Friday. It's Kingdom Speak. We're here today with a question for you. Is it I? Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. How is everybody doing today? It's Friday. It's Friday. We made it back in the studio. And wow. How about last week with the evangelist? Mm. Wasn't it good? Bible-based evangelist at that. Yes. Word-based. That was a good time. Man. That was a good time. Um, We need to start out before we do the review. Uh, Let's talk about coffee quickly. So there's this group of fine folks called uh, Carpenter Coffee Roasters. Yeah, man, they're right next door. Just yeah. across the yeah. just across right the road there. in Elk Grove. They're on Grove. the coast. Yeah. yeah. We're on the coast. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. Uh, fine folks. The in east is from the west. Elk Grove. And they sent us some coffee, and it was important for us that we follow up. Yes. Because uh, we drank the coffee, if you're wondering. Did we? Did we? We did drank we the coffee. Mm-hmm. It was very, very good. Um, so then we got scouting around on the internet on Yelp, um, yeah. looking these guys up. Yeah, we noticed. You know what would be cool what? before we do that is if the Kingdom Speak audience swarmed their Yelp page. Oh, and just gave them a boost. Wouldn't that be cool? Oh yeah. They have like <clears throat> six thousand Yelp reviews in the next week. Premium <laughs> reviews. <laughs> yeah. Blow them up. Hashtag yeah. premium review. So, so that's who is it? Carpenter Coffee Roasters. Carpenter. Last name Carpenter, I'm guessing? Coffee Roasters. No? I, don't I don't know. I don't first, know who they are. It'd be pretty weird first if their last name was Roasters. I was going to say first name Carpenter, last name Roasters. Middle name Coffee. Right. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> How many beans do they have? <laughs> the CCR. I'm wondering if we could get... Uh, what did you say you wanted them to send us? Well, do you have the review? He, oh. you, you were reading through the reviews. Yes. Hey, hey, show prep here. Show prep. What? You can't bring something up and then abandon it as soon as we hit record. You wanted the review or not? I do. I do. And you must set it up. Yes. Because we do have a special order request. This is why you're the producer. We have on here, we have mention of an avocado toast that Mm. was absolutely Mm. phenomenal. Mm. Mm. A Joel E. in Elk Grove left this review. Yeah. So what we want to know is how come we didn't get any avocado toast? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to see what it would look like when it got here. (laughs) Just put it in one of those little, uh, you know, those uh, vacuum seal bags and throw it in the mail. Freeze dry (sighs) deal. More like rations, you know, military rations, Ziploc bags. Anyway, thank you for the coffee. Um, Carpenter Coffee Roasters. We really did enjoy it. And uh, we're actually working on, we were just talking about before the show, we're going to be starting another coffee giveaway soon. Uh, what is it with Kingdom Speak audience and coffee bring, drinkers? Uh, bring on the coffee. Oh, yeah. I think it's our coffee mugs that do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I do. It's it's paired well. Very well. I wonder Very if well. Kingdom Coffee Roasters sells Kingdom Speak coffee mugs. Hmm. Carpenter Coffee Roasters? Carpenter, mean? sorry, yes. Can, did you say Kingdom said Coffee Kingdom. Roasters? That hey, was another one, wasn't that it? Was, that was, that was another, another one, I think. Yeah. No, that's not good to give two competitors. Yeah. No, no, stay away from them. The same time. Right now, it's Carpenter Coffee Roasters. It's all Carpenter, Carpenter Coffee Roasters. It's all about them. Yeah. It's all about them. Yeah. All about them. So thank you guys very much, uh, guys and gals over there in Elk Grove. Uh, we love you guys. So now, on with today's episode. We have to get back, back to business here. Back to our core business. This Apple podcast review says, great, with an exclamation point, start my day off every morning with a Kingdom Speak episode. Come on. Mm-mm. Pastor McKillop's way of articulating the Word of God and ability to break it down is what keeps me coming back. Five out of five. J. Morton 94 on Apple Podcasts. So we will say Amen to a fresh Kingdom Speak episode every morning. How about that? Amen! Amen! And a fresh episode. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! With a fresh cup 
of carpenter coffee. Coffee yeah. roasted yeah. in a Kingdom Speak cup. Coffee every morning. morning. Every morning. With your Kingdom Speak journal. Yep. Kingdom Speak sweater on. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And your Kingdom Hey. Kingdom Speak socks. socks. I got a picture. <clears throat> yep. I got a picture. I yep. haven't showed you guys this. From the one and the only Reverend Zach Wells. Okay. Ooh. And he sent me a picture of his of his boy. Yep. Check this out. Now I need to ask him. I didn't post it on our socials okay. and have you guys push it out because okay. you know it's it's a young young mm-hmm. fellow and I mm-hmm. wanted. But check it out. He said everywhere he goes, he rocks the kingdom. Oh, that's wicked cool. That yeah, yeah. Is that beast mode Come or what? On. Best socks in the biz, right there. Yeah, best look socks at it. in the biz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to our dude yep. in Gina, Louisiana, representing. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Let's say amen to King to Speak socks. Yeah, let's just say amen to those. They're the best socks. It's been a year. Listen, we had another giveaway planned. We did. We did. We had. Well, I can tell you one thing. I never stood in the way of the last one, so you're not going to blame me with stopping this Uh, one. You had to get involved. Yeah. So today's question is: It I? Is it I? Hmm. So we're 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 going to um, tackle. I think what is a very pertinent topic Mm -hmm. that um, affects every one of us. And yes. that is the importance of how to hear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and respond to a word from God. Mm-hmm. Um, not just in the sense of preaching, although it encompasses preaching. Not just teaching, although it encompasses teaching. But even even when it's confrontational and 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 to use a word that will already trigger people and, and, and they may abandon. I will tell you, you're going to want to hang around for this uh, to get to the end so that it will all balance out. But even in those moments where God is sending a word that confronts you where you are, mm-hmm. it's very important yeah. that we know how to respond in that moment. Hmm. Very important. Yeah. In fact, so important that I think the future of your walk with God depends Mm-hmm. Depends on your response at that moment. Mm-hmm. So I want I want to I want you to kind of read through a passage of scripture that sets this up, and and we'll proceed from there. It's Matthew twenty six and nineteen, and it's the uh, kind of jumping into the Last Supper scene. Yes, that's right. So twenty six nineteen says this, and the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Now when the even was come, he sat down with the twelve, and as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful, and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, here we go, is it I? Is it I? And he answered so and said... So if I can stop you there just for a moment. I think sometimes we... We, because we've read something through, or we've seen all the Last Supper paintings, mm-hmm. that we, yeah, which might be. I wasn't going to say it, but listen, <laughs> you do every time. Yeah. You understand the Last Supper. This is for the new audience. You understand the Last Supper was a table of twenty-six, and he walked in and said, "I need a table of twenty-six, and we're thir- we're a party of thirteen, and I want thirteen chairs on one side. Chairs on one side. Now I'm going to sit in the middle." Everybody's going to be facing out the window. And then, hey, would you take my phone and grab a picture of us? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That. Yeah. They Anyways, did. we're back to the story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I knew we had to do that. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, but we we also need to understand what is happening in this moment as far as how it applies to today. All right. We understand, according to John one, that the Word became flesh. The Word. Right. Right. Became flesh. So. Jesus mm-hmm. is the Word. No revelations happening for anybody today. We mm-hmm. understand that. Mm-hmm. But I want to take it a little step farther and, and bring it in an, in, an, in an application to 
a setting of a church service where a word goes forth. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. In 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 a setting where disciples are gathered together. Mm-hmm. Now I've got something to tell you, and the word is, one of you is a betrayer. Hmm. Okay. Well, you can feel the tension. Huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's right. So the word just went forth. This mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. for for our setting. This is whether it be tongues and interpretation going forth, whether it's a preacher preaching, whether it's a, a prophet mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. confronting. We got a problem. Yeah, somebody in here is messed up. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, and and if you've been serving God very long, and you go to a truly authentic apostolic church, you will know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. right now. How? Do I respond mm-hmm. right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, verse twenty-two. Uh, verse twenty-two, and so they and they exceedingly sorrowful began every one of them to say unto him, "Right." So every, here's the response: Everybody's every said, one of them said it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lord, is it I? Is it I? And he answered and said, "He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, mm. the same shall betray me." The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto the man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. Well, I don't want to be that guy. No. It had been good for that man (laughs) if he had not been born. Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? He said unto him, Thou hast said. Ah. Hmm. Okay. So this this is the setting that we're going to um, use for our conversation today, mm-hmm. and I really do think that it's important in in a, in a world and a culture where everybody's getting offended over everything. We need to learn how to take conversation that mm-hmm. at times is confrontational, mm-hmm. without getting all bruised up. Yes. Yes. Offended. Yes. Okay. It, it's, it's, um, have you guys ever noticed that? I, I'm, I'm sure even in the workplace, I'm mm. working primarily, obviously, with fellow mm-hmm. believers, but, mm-hmm. but as, as you would work even around or you see mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. in the community that you live in, man, people are just easily offended. They don't know how to handle yeah. any kind of conversation. Well, and whether it's intentional or non-intentional, actually, I was just chatting with a couple of friends of mine about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, there was mention of something entirely out of the church world, but there was a discussion, and it seems like there's a lost ability for people to be able to even discuss um, potentially debatable issues mm. with, and, and not be able to just debate the issue, whether yeah. it's this pen, yeah. whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, you're not attacking well, me by saying you don't like it or not. <clears throat> so true. Right? So true. Yeah. And well, be- then we, if we're not careful, we live in echo yeah. chambers. We do. And we just surround ourselves with everybody yeah. that agrees with us. Right. And that goes back to last week. Right. Right. And I actually wanted to even get into that with yeah. Brother Phillips a bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's, there's with, yeah. without name dropping and bringing particular organizations into it or not, there are, there were, Conferences, you know, in the in the seventies and eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. well, not so much in the nineties, but seventies and eighties, that I've heard, mm-hmm. you know, the men that were preaching them were strong, mm-hmm. they were opinionated, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking just rooted in themselves, but their interpretation of scriptures, not on whether Acts two thirty eight is legit or or essential, but I'm talking on those areas where judgment calls had to be made. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And, and they went to conference, yeah. and they preached their opinion. Exactly. Exactly. And they preached it often yeah. knowing that somebody on the front seat was sitting there that didn't agree with their opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? And and then you take it, and, and if we distill this down a little farther, mm-hmm. to a, a group of people that are living in a society mm-hmm. where they're being trained and they're being coerced. Mm-hmm. If they have any any exposure in the corporate world to, you know, make sure that you don't offend this person and you include and you're inclusive and you're mm-hmm. okay. Jesus did not 
step up to that one-sided 13-seat mm-hmm. table and go, you know, now I want to prepare you boys. I've got something that I need to talk to you about, and it might be a little bit, but, <laughs> but, but everybody, you know, and this isn't for everybody, but this is for one. Mm-hmm. He just walked in, and he Yo. said, hey, one of you guys are going to betray me. Yeah. That's right. And and it mm-hmm. literally is the verbal punch to the face yeah. where it's like whack. It, it, it just hits you. Mm-hmm. And and at that moment, guys' response is paramount. Okay? Yep. What do we do in that moment? One of you are going to betray me. Now, I think as a church, we need to talk about response mm-hmm. at this moment. Mm-hmm. When your pastor steps to the pulpit and begins to preach, confront Mm-hmm. Call things out. And believe you me, that is biblically mm-hmm. in order. Mm-hmm. Okay? We're not talking, and I guess we probably should throw this caveat out there. We're not talking about being abusive and being uh, no. chauvinistic and being. No. Uh, we're talking Bible based authority that when sin is present, I don't think anybody's making an argument for Judas today. Okay? No, no. So Jesus was not overreaching when he was saying, I have a betrayer in the midst. Right. The plan was hatched. He was ready to move. And in fact, he played it out that night. Mm-hmm. That needed to be confronted. Mm-hmm. That needed to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Jesus was not shadow boxing with his inner circle when he said, we have a betrayer in our midst. He That's had right. a betrayer there. That's right. And so we're not talking about just chasing every little rabbit trail. We're talking about when there is legitimately an issue that needs to be handled. Mm-hmm and dealt with within the congregation. I'm telling you, you want a preacher that knows how to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. An anointed man. Mm -hmm. And you want an audience that knows how to handle it. Yep. Yep. Okay? So in in getting a proper understanding of this, I think we need to read through a couple of passages that will help give us some additional context to the importance of being able to interpret preaching. All right. Because nobody... Nobody knew at that moment who it was. No, it says every one of them said it. Right? Yeah. Nobody knew. Mm-hmm. So the, mm-hmm. the, the man of God steps to the pulpit and begins dealing with sin. And nobody knows who it is, where it is, what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He knows, mm-hmm. but nobody else knows. What do I do at that moment? Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm already getting ahead of myself, but they did not go, is it you? No, I think it's him. I wonder if it's him. Yeah. And boy, do we get into human nature very quickly. That if true? that is your response to preaching, you are <sighs> on shaky ground. Boy, pastor sure preached to him tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he was listening. Oh. <laughs> that boy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's a dangerous trail to go down trying to figure out who the oh, betrayer man. is. We all do it. In those moments, it's not to figure out who it is. It's to figure out whether you are. Yeah, yeah, and there's, there's, I don't know the right word to use here, but there is, a, there's a remedy in applying the question to yourself, even yes. if it's not you. There's benefit, right? That's yes. what keeps you yes. in proper position. Yes, is continually asking yourself that. Is it I? Hmm. Right. Yeah. You want to go to Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy. All right. Deuteronomy 29, verse 2 says, And Moses called all Israel and said unto them, Ye have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt unto Pharaoh and all his servants and unto all his land. The great temptations which mine eyes have seen. Thine eyes. Thine eyes. Yes. The signs and those great miracles. Yes. Yet the Lord hath not given you and heart to perceive, and eyes to see, and ears to hear unto this day. Okay. So he just tells them, you saw it all, right? but you're not perceiving what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. You've heard it, but you're not understanding what you're hearing. Hmm. There is no comparison between eyes that see and eyes that perceive. Oh, wow. Listen to that. Listen to that. 
I'm giving you zone and a bomb because I hit the wrong oh. button. <laughs> We're in the bomb zone. <laughs> hey, let me let me interrupt here. Did you hear or did you hear? Did you read this comment of you on YouTube where somebody said if we would have played Bible bombs every time there was a Bible bomb, it would have sounded like an invasion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now there we go. Yeah, welcome to my world. Like we just there can't we bomb every 30 seconds, guys. Like we have to save it. There we go. Yeah, there's no comparison. You cannot mm -hmm. compare eyes that see with eyes that perceive. Mm. So when you are sitting in an apostolic service and the word is going forth, of course you hear it. Unless you literally have physical impairment, mm -hmm. you hear it. But the question that you ask yourself is, am I understanding what he is saying? Yeah, right. Because you cannot adequately ask nor ultimately conclude, is it I, mm -hmm. without understanding what he's even talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay? This is at the end of Moses' life. He's led these people out of Egypt, across the Red Sea, and he's led them on their wandering journey through the wilderness for 40 years. We understand that part of the of the purpose of the wandering is doubt mm -hmm. and a lack of faith mm -hmm. and a lack of under, a lack of grabbing the promise of God. But yep. it's also a lack of understanding. Yep. And hearing but not understanding and seeing but not perceiving will have you living a life of a wanderer. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm you will die in a wilderness not obtaining the totality of the promise that God has for you. You need to not just hear preaching, but you need to hear it. Now that 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 sounds yes. like okay, but but it's not. That is not just a nuanceical uh, semantical statement that I've made. Mm -hmm. If you don't ask God to help you perceive mm -hmm. and help you hear, then mm -hmm. it's quite possible to hear a message but not get it. Oh man, exactly. You heard the message, mm -hmm. but yeah. you don't know what the message is. Or even worse, it's twisted. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's, and it's either that oof. guy, that guy, or it's or he's after me, and I'm not doing anything, right? He's always you know, preaching all of these that. things are sitting there. Thomas, the great man of faith that we find out that he is later on, mm -hmm. had to be sitting there going, "Dude, I'm not going to betray you. What's the deal?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So. Jeremiah speaks even further to this in Jeremiah chapter 5. Jeremiah 5, 20. Declare this in the house of Jacob and publish it in Judah, saying, Hear now this, O foolish people, and without understanding, which have eyes. Foolish people, without understanding. Mm -hmm. Which have eyes and see not. Mm -hmm. Which have ears and hear not. Fear ye not me. Now get this. One of the first things you lose when you have eyes that can't see and ears that can't hear, is the fear of the Lord. Oof. That's not good. Wow. So you can sit through preaching that inspires holy fear and reverence in everybody else, mm -hmm. but you don't get it. Mm -hmm. And you can see what inspires fear and reverence in everybody else, but you don't get it. Yeah. Why? Because you are a Man without understanding. Mm -hmm. And you're also a rebellious, mm -hmm. he goes on to say in verse 23, that this people yeah. has a revolting and rebellious, rebellious heart. heart. Mm -hmm. They are revolted and gone. Gone. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. It is impossible to adequately interpret what you are hearing and seeing if you do not have understanding. Ezekiel says the same mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Ezekiel 12 says, The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, thou dwellest in the midst of a rebellious house. There it is. Which have eyes to see and see not. They have ears to hear and hear not. Mm -hmm. For they are a rebellious house. Wow. Wow. So Ezekiel is underscoring what Jeremiah said, that what blurs the sight and scrambles the hearing mm -hmm. is rebellion. Rebellion. Okay. Rebellious people make mistakes and submitted people make mistakes. Yes. But what makes the mistakes of rebellious people fatalistic is that they can't hear properly. So they come to church and hear preaching, but they don't interpret it right. 
and they get offended by what they hear. Yeah. Okay? A submitted person comes in and says, is it I? And they fix the problem. And they, and they, <laughs> and they, 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 they do yeah. introspection. Yeah. And based on what the conclusion of the introspection is, they make adjustments mm-hmm. or they mm-hmm. move on. A rebellious person misses it. To a rebellious person, what is obvious to everybody else is not obvious to them. Yeah, and that's not to paint them as a victim. That's painting that 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 to me speaks that they they have made themselves of a condition that they're unable to be helped, which is why it's fatalistic. Yeah, yeah. It, rebellious people die committing this and doing the same things mm-hmm. that submitted people recover from. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's True. well said. Right. Yeah. So it, it's not that they they deviate into the nether regions of sin and wickedness that submitted people have not ventured into. Mm-hmm. But submitted people repent mm-hmm. when they hear the word. That's right. Yes, they do. And they turn around mm-hmm. and they correct the course yeah. and they make it. It's like, it's like dying from a treatable disease. There you go. Right? That's how, I'm, that's how I hear that. Yes. It's, there's clearly a remedy, but based on your decision, you don't take the remedy. And yes, like everyone else who did and recovered, yes, you're not going to be able to recover. Absolutely, yeah. And so, in those moments when when you're not hearing properly, you're hearing, but you're not understanding. Mm-hmm. You're you're seeing, but you're not perceiving. Yeah. Then it's then it's quite possible, mm-hmm. and 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 likely and probably probable. Mm-hmm. I know I said that back to back. I'm still working through that. Probably, likely, improbable, probable. Likely, probable, probable jumble, probability jumble. that <laughs> you will probably... And it's likely to happen. <laughs> There's a high possibility. Okay, just... High possibility. That what you're hearing and what your man of God is hearing is two separate things. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. So You're this, hearing the same thing, but you're perceiving two different things. It's it's like a different language, or you're misinterpreting. Right. right. Yeah. So when Samuel comes in to Saul's presence and hears the bleeding mm-hmm. of the sheep and the lowing of the cattle, right? That is forbid. He was forbidden to bring anything back as mm-hmm. spoils from that conflict. When Samuel steps in, he's hearing one thing. When Saul's hearing it, he's hearing something else. Yes. Same thing, same mm-hmm. cattle, same lowing of the cattle, and the same bleeding of the lambs. Mm-hmm. But Samuel's hearing rebellion, and Saul is hearing justification, yeah, worship, as 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 mm. twisted as wow. that is. And so the very same thing is heard, perceived interpreted and understood as two different things. Wow. If you've served God very long, sadly, sadly, you'll be able to understand what I'm fixing to say. You've sat in church and been blessed by the same preaching that offended somebody else. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That is so true. Mm -hmm. You've sat and been inspired by the same word Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that embittered somebody else. Is this not why we hear in Scripture and, and see in Scripture when we read, he that hath ears to hear? Yes. Right? It's everywhere. Like <clears throat> That's pivotal. You have the life-saving mm. message in front of you, but it may, right. if you don't hear it properly. Right, right. You were going to stay Yeah, I've, I've been there in a situation sitting on a pew. You know, you may have a friend that mm-hmm. you, you're facing a similar situation. Mm-hmm. You hear the word. And it just so happened for myself, it was liberating <coughs> to hear. But you liked it, not yeah. across the aisle. It was very condemning. Same message, same and, service, and, and probably equally as challenging to oh. both of you. Oh, not without work. But one, yeah. hmm. one is yeah. liberated, and one is yeah. imprisoned. Yeah, by the same word. Yeah. So all of this coming back to the importance of knowing how to mm-hmm. how to navigate is 
it I? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it I? Okay. Not every word you hear is going to be a pat on the back. Not every word you hear is going to be some encouraging, motivating. There's times that he has to address the betrayer amongst us. So Solomon, I think, really taps into this when, when he had the dream. And in the dream, he was asked, what, what was it that you want? And he said, give me mm. an understanding heart Yeah, yeah. that I may discern. Mm-hmm. Between good and bad. Yeah. For who is able to judge this, thy so great a people? Wow. And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. So an understanding heart is a prerequisite to being able to properly judge. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Right? Go ahead and you, make it. You can't a... just hear a case. <laughs> you have no. to understand. Mm-hmm. And how dangerous is a judgment from a misunderstood heart? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, then there's that. Well said. How dangerous is that? An understanding heart is a prerequisite to be able to properly discern this is what's going on. This is good. This is bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we all know the example of Solomon doing this mm-hmm. when the two ladies come into him and say, you know, this is my child and this is a dead one and she she rolled over on it and slept on it the night and, and, and this one substituted and blah. How do, you, how do you discern what is right and what is wrong? You hear the story. You hear the presentation being made, and a judgment call is need to, needed to be given. But you need understanding mm-hmm. to yeah. be able to adequately apply knowledge at that moment. Mm-hmm. And God told Solomon, I heard your request, and I am giving you an understanding heart. Mm-hmm. And you already, you already quoted it, but Jesus, Jesus is the one that actually said to his disciples, he that hath an ear, let him hear. And that mm-hmm. was in response to, to parabolic teaching mm-hmm. sure where, where on the surface you hear the story and you, you, you can embrace the narrative, but you still walk away shaking your head going, there's more to this yeah. than what meets the eye. Somewhere this is more than just a story about a clam that had a pearl in it. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is more than a story just about a man that found a box full of gold in a field. Yeah. Right? And so Jesus said, now, now everybody that wants to just leave hearing that can leave hearing that. But if you want to understand what you just heard, then you need to pray that God gives you ears to mm. hear. So mm. when you're preaching, when, 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 rather when you go to church and hear preaching, you need to ask God, God, give me ears to hear what he's saying. Yeah, not yeah. just the words he's using, not just even the tone that he's using, but give me an understanding heart that can receive exactly what he's saying, not my interpretation of it, but what is actually mm-hmm. being said mm-hmm. at that moment. Sure. Here's a novel idea. What if people prepared to hear preaching as much as preachers prepared to preach? Bro. Church would blow up. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> Well, or there would be less blow-ups, maybe. Maybe. Well, then that too. <laughs> yeah. uh, that is why I believe pre-service prayer is important. Yeah. Don't show up 30 minutes just to have a coffee and make sure you get your favorite yeah. seat in the house. No, you need to get in a corner and put your head down on the floor <laughs> and say, God, I am fixing to hear from you, and I don't want to misunderstand it. I don't want to be a hero. I want to grab it. Hmm. I want to be able to comprehend what you are saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if there's a betrayer amongst a Jesus, is it I? Is it, I? Is, yeah. is, is, is it me? Yeah. Am, am, I, am I the one? Now, he goes on in Matthew chapter 26, and we already read this, but he mm-hmm. says, one of you are going to betray me. Notice the response in verse 22. Yep. Of what, what he said. 
their uh, response to what Jesus said. Twenty six twenty two says, and they were exceeding sorrowful. Exceeding sorrowful. Mm-hmm. So before they said, "Lord, is it I?" They were they were first of all emotionally impacted by what he said. Mm-hmm. Okay. A, a good question to ask yourself is 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 and 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 boy, this these these last few episodes have been kind of uh, not real happy sauce stuff, but. Can you be saddened by a word from God? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Can can because if you can't, I would venture to mm-hmm. say that you'll struggle with repentance if you can't be made sorrowful. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll come back to that in a moment. But there is a generation that is arising that is hard to move emotionally. Or if they move emotionally, they can only be inspired by uplifting. Sure. There you go. Yeah. Shouting, dancing. But when a word comes that's supposed to make you sorrowful, mm-hmm. there's no response. Hmm. And Jesus, th- this shouldn't catch us unawares, said, what am I going to liken this generation to that, there that, that yep. I'm ministering to? Exactly. It's like children sitting in a marketplace mm-hmm. and we pipe unto them and they don't they don't dance and we mourn and you don't lament. In other words, I can't move the emotional need on. That's right. They don't respond. They yep. don't know how to mm-hmm. respond at that moment mm-hmm. to is it I. Mm-hmm. Listen, there's some things that when when it's preached needs to make you happy and you need to respond in kind. There's some things that 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 when it's preached, it needs to, it needs to awaken the warrior in you, and you need to growl. You need to come out swinging. And there's times that the word needs to make you sorrowful. Mm-hmm. And when you hear a word coming forth saying there is a betrayer amongst us, that's not the time to dance. Yeah. Nathaniel, read the room. Sit back down. <laughs> right. So that's what they did. Mm-hmm. They were exceedingly sorrowful. I'm telling you, I want to be movable by the Word of God. Yeah. I want the Word of God to be able to move me. Mm-hmm. D- dare we say it this way? True disciples mm-hmm. can be moved by the Word of God. Yes. 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 God moved Abraham. Yeah, physically. <laughs> Literally, with a word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nathan moved David with a word. Elijah moved Naaman with a word. Oh, yeah. True disciples are movable mm-hmm. with a word from God. Now, this is, this is what we already referred to, but at this moment when you are sorrowful at what you've just heard, mm-hmm. this is not where you go. Well, I wonder if it's Randy. Yeah. I wonder if it's mm. Derek. Yeah. Maybe that's who it is. No. Sorrow makes you that exceeding sorrow mm-hmm. that somebody in our midst is a betrayer makes me want to make sure it's not me. Yeah, very well said. Very well said. Is it I? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you hear preaching, please avoid the who is that for attitude. Yeah. Oh, man. Or even worse, the I know who that's for attitude. Ooh, yeah, that's up a level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You may you may know who it's for, but it might not be who you think. <laughs> <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so here's the disciples who who have who have stayed with Jesus through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. They were they stayed when the 70 left. And for them to think that somehow out of the nucleus of what remains, we have a betrayer, it shook them. It shook them to their core. Betrayal has elbowed its way in to our inner circle. Mm-hmm. Now that's, that's something that when you experience it, you never forget. And they were exceedingly sorrowful. Mm-hmm. But Paul wrote to the church in Corinth in chapter 7, 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 9 and said, uh, I rejoice that ye were made sorry, 
but that ye sorrowed to repentance. Yes. For ye were made sorry after a godly manner, that ye might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation. For not, godly sorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. So he delineates between worldly sorrow and godly sorrow. And a godly sorrow that worketh repentance is never to be repented of. Meaning, whatever it took to make you sorry so that you would repent mm-hmm. was worth it. Yeah. Well, I just don't think that was necessary. Do you know what? That's really none of your business. If, if what your pastor preached worked a godly sorrow, not to damage, not, not, not to damage, right. but if it worked a godly sorrow in you that brought you to a point of repentance, then he doesn't need to apologize for nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. nothing. Lord, is it I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it I? Well, we've, we've, we've really lost the corner on old-fashioned conviction preaching. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that was the start of it, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if but, you do see someone convicted that goes to the altar first, boy, I wonder what he did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather than everybody sh- being I there be saying, a, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. I should be right beside him. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, there were 12 people asking the question. Yeah. 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 Let me rephrase what you just said right there. There was 11 people and one other guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say at face value, they all asked the question, right? Okay, so let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were exceeding fo- sorrowful, and every one of them said unto him, Lord, is it I? They said, what? Lord. Lord. Let, let's, let's, we, we've been working the is it I. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Lord for a minute. So the 11 said, mm-hmm. Lord, Mm -hmm. is it I? The definition of that word Lord there means one who is supreme in authority, controller. Mm -hmm. How how, how about we talk about that side of God, Mm -hmm. the controller, the master, He to whom a person or thing belongs, about which he has the power of deciding, the possessor and disposer of a thing, the owner. This one here really stuck out to me. One who has control of the person. Mm -hmm. That is what they were saying when they said, Lord, Lord, is it I? So when he said, one of you are betraying me, this is a business meeting, man. This is -hmm. is the inner circle that is pulled together for an intimate moment with their Lord. Mm -hmm. He who sat in the supreme seat of authority in their life. And they did not just say, is it I? They said, Lord, is it I? Is it I? Mm -hmm. So in other words, what they are saying Mm. is you who has control, you to whom I am submitted, you who is the boss, you who has authority, is it I? Yeah. Yeah. I'm asking from your vantage point, Jesus, is it I? It was not just something they were asking themselves. They were asking Jesus about themselves, which is why you need to go to the altar and go Jesus. With what you just said to me, Mm -hmm. you're the boss, Mm -hmm. I'm not, is it I? Notice what his answer is in verse 23. He answered and said, he that dippeth his hand with me in the dish. So he doesn't even answer their question. Right. Hmm, interesting. Is it I? And he goes, whoever puts his hand in the dish... That's who it is. That's who it is. There you go. That's it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've I've always been intrigued by this. Judas is sitting at this table. Judas hears the 11 echoing, Lord, is it I? He's sitting there knowing that he is the guy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. He knows it. Yep. 
but he's wondering, maybe, maybe somebody else. Hmm. And Jesus says, whoever dips in the sock, why did Judas dip in the sop after this moment? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. That's You're telling on yourself. Mm -hmm. What Jesus answered to the question, who, Lord, is it I, was not who it is. It was a definition of the actions of the man that would betray. Wow. That's I'm not telling you who it is. I'm telling you what he will do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all about keeping it applicable to every one of us. Yeah. It is way more important to identify the actions of a betrayer than the identity of a betrayer. Right. Right. It's not, and it's not about the person. It's about the action. It's, it's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if you learn to detect the actions of a, of a betrayer, mm -hmm. it'll keep you from becoming a betrayer. Exactly right. But if you just get hung up on identifying who it is in that moment, you'll miss the actions that led to it. And mm -hmm. so he's not saying it's Judas. He's saying this is what's good. The actions are going to reveal who it is. This man's actions. And Judas is so... Um, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to put this into words effectively. He has so lived the, the lie of covering his, his intent mm -hmm. that he sits at the table and he so wants to share what Jesus has in his dish that he says, I'm going to do it anyway, even though it's going to tell on me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know you're crossing over when there is a brazenness that yeah. gets a hold of you. Yeah, exactly. That says the guy that does this is the guy that it is, and the guy steps forward and does it. It's like he doesn't think it's going to happen to him. I really think one of the things to learn from this is that he thinks his words are worth more than his actions. Oof. <laughs> Oof. That's a statement right there. <laughs> yeah. I've oh, been man. saying all the right things all along. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yep. But I really want some of that sop. Yeah. So they'll, I can pull the wool over their eyes again. That's right. I've been doing it all along. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to dip in the salt, but I'm going to accompany the action mm -hmm. with parroting the right statement. Okay? So I'm going to say, mm -hmm. what? Master, is it I? Ah. I'm going to say the right thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm going to go ahead and do what I want. Mm-hmm. And that is why when someone walks away from God, someone falls and it catches people unawares. And you go, my God, how did this happen? I, I didn't see. They're saying all the right things. I mean, they're doing all the right mm -hmm. things. They're, they're, but their actions is what ultimately reveals yeah. their intent. Yeah. It's not what you say. It's what, what you, you do. do. Be a doer. Mm -hmm. Okay? Be a doer of the <laughs> word. So yeah. not only that, notice what he says. Mm -hmm. They said, Lord... Mm -hmm. Is it I? He said, Master, is it I? On the surface, that, that, that doesn't appear like a great difference until you look at the original word. And in mm -hmm. my opinion, they've done a poor job translating what Judas said. Because the word master there does not mean one who has authority. It, it is rabbi hmm. or teacher. Very hmm. interesting. So... The disciples said, man, I could almost get my preach on right now. <laughs> yeah. The disciples said, mm. Lord, is it I? Mm -hmm. Judas said, teacher, yeah. is it I? Yeah, big difference. So let's bring it to today's application of, of, of how we receive a word from God. One said, pastor, is it I? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the other said, preacher, is it I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Big difference. Go back and listen to that again. Oh, mm -hmm. man, that's mm -hmm. good. Don't you ever be confused about the intent of people mm -hmm. that love preaching and think that just because they love preaching, they're pastorable. God. 
There's a big difference in those two titles, isn't there? There's a major difference. We have a generation that does want to heap to themselves teachers having mm-hmm. itching ears. They love rabbis. Mm-hmm. They love theological discussions. They love it. They love it. But bless God, don't you tell me I can't or what I should God. or, 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 God, or, or. Because that's authority. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I have preached in places and I have told men about places that I said, you'll go there and they love preaching. Mm -hmm. But don't you ever think because they say amen to preaching that they'll do anything you preach because they don't want to be pastored. Mm -hmm. You do not want to be more addicted to preaching than you are being pastored. Ooh, listen to that. Boom. You need a pastor. Right. You need a pastor, not a preacher. Yeah. You need a pastor. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I may venture, if I, if I could venture out to say it even this way, there may be and will be some who preach better than others. Mm-hmm. But there's nobody that outpastors your pastor. Yeah. And so Judas has embraced the rest. Listen. When, when you start hatching a plot mm-hmm. to betray and to overthrow leadership, you've already demoted them from the master role to the teacher role. Yeah. You've already demoted them from the pastor role to the preacher role. Mm-hmm. You've already brought them down from Jesus to rabbi. And don't you think that's why people say, well, how could they, how could they, how could they do something like that? To their pastor. Because he's not their pastor. He's not their pastor. He's their preacher. Exactly. You need to understand, this is across the board, not just young people, but those young people that are listening to us today, who, whatever age, age bracket, the greatest amen to the word of God is obedience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't be the child of God that says, Amen, and is caught up in the emotion of the moment. But as James said, when they look into the mirror of the Word of God, mm. they walk away forgetting what manner of man they are. Yep. Wow. You need a pastor. That is so good. And so I'll just go ahead and say this because we hear this, we hear this chirping every once in a while. Your favorite podcaster is not your pastor. Yeah. <laughs> That's he can, right. He can be a teacher, yeah. but he's not your pastor. Yeah. You can love other people's preaching, mm-hmm. but you've got one pastor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you may even think that he doesn't preach as good as some people, but he is your pastor. That's right. He's your pastor. And when he steps to that pulpit and says, there is a betrayer amongst us, there is sin in the camp, Mm -hmm. you need to be saying, is it? Is it I? I. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. So here's where I told you you had to stay with us because that's kind of heavy plowing. Mm -hmm. How much time we got left? Three seconds. Done. Here's the deal. Is it I cannot last forever? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay? That's true. It has a shelf life. It's a moment. It's a moment. Mm Mm-hmm. But the introspection Mm -hmm. can only last so long, and it only takes so long to confirm that you are not, is it I? Well, and there's no intent here to live in paranoia, right? Right. Or constantly guessing yourself and questioning. Well, let, let me even say it this way. If if that moment lasts too long, mm-hmm. it becomes the is it I moment becomes just as fatalistic for the innocent as it does the guilty. Yes. Well said. That's right. Okay. You live a lifestyle of thinking you're Judas the entire yeah. life. <laughs> and he's just preaching to me today. I know. Uh, if you only knew what I do. No, no. Mm-hmm. No. You either are betraying. Mm-hmm. Or you're not betraying, mm-hmm. and if you're not betraying, you go to the, you go to that moment and you go, man, is there anything in me, Jesus, that you're seeing that I'm not seeing? Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I didn't put my hand in that bowl. 
And I did not dip in that sop. Yeah. And I am not running around with 30 pieces of silver in my pocket. That's right. There's no plot. Yes. <laughs> so it's not me. No. That's right. My, yeah. It's, it's not yeah. me. And quite obviously, I watched the one gopher put his hand in the pot. That's right. So it's clearly you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I, I want to give us a, a, a an example of this because even Jesus did not allow them to stay in that moment too long. Mm-hmm. Judas leaves. Another gospel writer says, and Satan entered Judas. Yep. Jesus said, what you do, do quickly. Boom. Judas is no longer on the inner circle. The, the wheels of destiny have been set in motion, and it's grinding out the dismal, fatalistic end for Judas mm-hmm. that we all know comes. Mm-hmm. Now Jesus is sitting there with 11 disciples, and he says, boys, it's time to sing. Yeah, changes the tone. Mm-hmm. We're not going to sit around here in this room mm-hmm. moaning about the fact that a betrayer was amongst us. And they sang a hymn, and they went out on the Mount of Olives. Now, I understand Jesus is still under the weight of the impending week of passion that's coming. Mm-hmm. But listen, he didn't let his disciples stay trapped in that moment of, is it I? The moment that it was revealed who it was is the moment that they moved on. That's right. Yep. And sang a song. Now, here's, here's, here's an interesting comparison and contrast that I want to leave with us as we're wrapping this up. Jonah was specifically told by God to go to Nineveh. That's right. He says, I'm not doing it. I'm going the other way. He rebels. Mm-hmm. Okay? Gets on a boat, strikes out. That's right. And look what happens. The Lord hurled a great wind <laughs> upon the sea. Yep. You want to keep reading there? Yes. So Jonah 1 verse 4 ESV, the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea and there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid and each cried out to his God and they hurled okay, the so cargo. I want you to notice what this is. This is the is it I moment for everybody on the ship. Yep. Yep. The ship is reeling and rocking. The wind is being hurled. The sea is tempestuous. Mm-hmm. And he says, every one of them to their own God is saying, is it I? Yes. Is it me? Mm-hmm. You've got you got rough, rugged, cussing sailors mm-hmm. repenting while they're bailing for their life. Yep. Going, man, is it me? Mm-hmm. Scared half to death. Praying, is it me? Mm-hmm. Hurling cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. Yep. Going, man, is it something I did to make God so mad? Okay, but Jonah, but Jonah (laughs) had gone down into the Mm -hmm. inner part of the ship and had laid down and was fast asleep. He wasn't up throwing stuff over. He wasn't. So I want you to notice again the indifference that grips people who are in rebellion. Mm. Judas was not sorrowful. The 11 were. Right. Judas was emotionless. Mm -hmm. Just like Jonah is. Jonah is sleeping through a divinely Mm. stirred up moment. Yes. Each of the mariners are just, they're they're, 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 they're giving it everything they've got. Mm -hmm. And Jonah's sleeping through a storm. Mm -hmm. We don't have time to get into this, but if you're sleeping through a storm, you're either Jesus or Jonah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a good podcast right there. I think you I may be Christ-like, you may be not. Yeah. <laughs> Something smells a little fishy. <laughs> you might. You're either the master or you're the rebel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. All the disciples were afraid they were going to die on that boat when Jesus is sleeping. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. So when an individual here is a clue: when an individual is not responding properly to the climate around him, mm, they're not yeah, reading the room, exactly and they're right. not—they're not responding properly. And everybody else is on their face, praying and repenting, and 
begging God, mm. is it I? And that dude's over there asleep, so to speak. He, he is completely indifferent to the seriousness and the reverence of the moment. That is an indicator that your man is right there. Hmm. Again, tying back to you need to be able to be moved by the word of God. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. A huge sign that an individual is in crisis is when he cannot say, is it I? Yeah. Yeah. To well a said. message that mm-hmm. is confronting his, mm-hmm. his, his situation. Okay? So this is what I want you to notice, though. This is the difference between Judas and Jonah. So they say to Jonah, once they get him woke up, what are we going to do? Do you have any ideas about how we can quiet this thing down? Yep. Okay. And he said, pick me up (laughs) and hurl me into the sea. (laughs) Then the sea will quiet down for you. For I know it is because of me that this great tempest has come upon you. So for I know, can I, if, if, if I may exercise a little evangelistic authority mm-hmm. over this text, mm-hmm. he says, pick me up and hurl me into the sea, and it will quiet down for you, for I know it is I. Mm-hmm. It's me. It's me. Yeah. I am the man. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Notice the difference between Judas's response and Jonah's response. Yeah. Judas says, is it I? Mm-hmm. Jonah says, it is I. That's right. That is not a small difference. Do you know what I believe? I believe that if Judas would have said, hey, boys, it's me. Before he went for the sop. Oh, yeah. I made a mistake. It's me. I'm sorry. I I, I was buying into the high priest plot. It's me. Mm -hmm. I am the man. I believe that the same God that created a fish to rescue Jonah would have been the same God that created some means of escape for Judas to get out of the situation that he was in. The difference is, is it I or it is I? Mm -hmm. So when you hear preaching and you know it's you, you do not respond. Well, is it I? You know it is. You respond with, it is I. And if you do, then you gain access Mm -hmm. to the redemptive plan that God has put in place. But it's all hinging on if you respond with, well, well, is it it me? Or it is I. Mm -hmm. Look what David got off with just because he said, I'm the man. You found your man. It's me. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's good wow. stuff. Good stuff. So at some point, those, those sailors that are bailing for their life. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I know we read through it in a hurry, but we all know that the narrative is much quicker than life itself. There had to be that oh, discussion amongst themselves going, we know God's upset. We're not in an average storm here. They knew something was up. If yeah. we throw this guy overboard and he's innocent, we're mm-hmm. going to make God even matter. Mm-hmm. Do you really think it's him? Or has he just lost his mind? He was sleeping down there. Mm-hmm. He didn't even realize what we're in. Yeah. Bail, boys, because the Bible says that they continued to drive for the shore even after Jonah said that. They didn't want to throw that guy overboard. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to further enrage mm-hmm. God who was upset But finally, there had to come to that point, and this is what the whole gist of what what I believe we need to take away from this is. The is it I cannot last forever. Sorry. If you continue down the road of is it me, 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 me, you will lose the vessel. It's going to get rough. It will be as fatalistic (laughs) for you who is innocent as it is for he who is guilty. Mm -hmm. At some point, one of them guys had to go, you know something? I know it ain't me. So I'm not sure it's Jonah, but it's not me. Mm -hmm. And somebody else chimes in and goes, and it's not me. That's right. Until the last guy standing is the guy who said, it is I. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, 
when they threw him over, yeah. the storm calmed. You can't pretend it's you if it's not you. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. The devil wants you to be condemned because you heard the preaching and, and you're, you're, you're open to that checking yourself. Of course, yeah. And you need to. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you cannot borrow condemnation over something that you didn't do. Pretending you are the man will not save you. Pretending you are the man will not save the ship. Pretending you are the man will not stop the storm. Jumping off the ship won't fix it. No. No. <laughs> the only solution is to find who it is mm-hmm. and deal with them. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it is not, it is not ugly to say it's not me. It was Judas that dipped in the saw. Mm-hmm. It's not self-righteous to say, hey, man, it's not me. It's Jonah. That's right. He admitted that it was him and to deal with it. And there's, there's times that the church has to shift its thinking after, after that kind of preaching has gone forth. And you have to say, you know what? I've checked myself out. Mm-hmm. It's not me. Strike up the band, boys. I'm ready to sing. I'm 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 ready to worship God. Yeah. If Peter would have never moved on from the is it I? Mm-hmm. You think he'd have been ready to preach on the day of Pentecost? Probably not. I doubt it. Probably not. I doubt it. And so you don't want to make the room where the Last Supper happened your last room. You want to make it to the upper room. That's right. And if you're going to make it to the upper room, you have to ask yourself, is it I? Mm-hmm. But when you come to the conclusion that it is not yourself, you get back to singing, mm-hmm. yep. and you get back to shouting, and you get back to worshiping God, and hang on, because Pentecost is coming. If it ain't you, it ain't you. 